Hey, friends, Pastor Buddy Chapman, Keep the Promise Ministries. Hey, if you guys get a chance today, we're moving everything from my personal page over to our Keep the Promise Ministry page. So we'll be live streaming from there from here on in. Appreciate all the support, and I hope you guys can check the link right below here so you can follow us on our KTP Keep the Promise. That's what it stands for. Keep the Promise Ministry page. Today we're going to be talking about running the race. You guys tune in. Hope you guys can make it. I tell you what, it is always a pleasure to get together with everybody. I pray that you've had a good week for folks that are just tuning in. You guys have been prayed for. We're going to be talking about running your race. Now, this is a title that you've probably heard many different times from a lot of different folks preaching and everything else. Even in your own deal, I'm just trying to run my, my race. Anybody say, I'm just trying to stay in my lane. You know, does anybody else try to do I'm just trying to, to move forward. But I believe today what the Lord has shown me through studying of his words through Hebrews 10, 11, and 12, that I believe that we can shine a little bit uh, deeper understanding of what God was talking about through his scripture. And that's always my prayer to encourage us with that. But let me ask you this. When you hear that running your race, what pops into your mind? Now, for some folks, it might be, oh, man, I'm just trying to get through. I do not believe that Jesus Christ came and poured out his life and lived a, a perfect life and went to, to die on the cross and rose on the third day so we can live a ho-hum life. I believe he did that so we can live a life in abundance. Amen. Now, with saying that, that doesn't mean that everything's going to be good in this life every time, that you never have any problems. I, I try to couple that all the time. But I'm going to tell you what, where we're going in this race, in this journey is going to be amazing. How many people believe that? I tell you what, how many people like studying on heaven, looking at a few things there? Can you just imagine how that's going to be? Well, I tell you what, I know this, having the comfort and I want to watch how I say this. I really want to say having the peace that passes all understanding from the Lord makes all the difference in this journey. Now, that brings comfort. I didn't say our life here will always be comfortable, right? We know that. Anybody that spent a little time on this earth realize, you know what? Uh, what I say about every week, there's bump, bruises, and setbacks. But I, I want to challenge us this week, just like every week. This is this I want to say this. Every week, my prayer is to challenge us to go deeper with the Lord. Be obedient to what the Lord is showing us and grow in the things of God to challenge us to, to, to stretch out and step out and be all we can be in the Lord. And sometimes we get growing pains, don't we? Sometimes we get out of that comfort zone. Guess what? It's going to be just like that today. All right. So I'm just going to let you all know up front. That's our plan. Let me go ahead and fix this thing right here because I know one thing. I'm going to be bringing it. Y'all might need to, 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 to just get a cooler here in a second because I'm telling you, what, we're going to crank it up. So I want to share a few things. And, and I said, what does this stir up in your spirit when you hear this? Do you think about the grind of life? We started talking about that. How many people feel like that hamster on the wheel? Miss Tanya did a great job finding these, these backgrounds here. I love it. You ever feel like that? Man, I tell you what, sometimes I feel like that, but then sometimes I feel like I'm right about in here. I'm under the wheel. You ever feel like that? Man, what's going on? You know, life can, can, can put some, some things on you. But I'm going to tell you, nothing that God can't bring you through. And I said, so, you know, what we start to think about a lot of times, we start to give a list of excuses sometimes instead of focusing on the finish line. Today, I hope we can focus on the finish line. But I don't know about you. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want to leave anything undone. Hey, let's be honest. I know I, know I will. 
But that's not my desire. My desire is to keep running and doing and, and being what I can be in Christ. And to do that, I've got to stay close to the, to the word of the Lord. So I'm going to get to this right here, but I'm going to share a few things out of my notes. I want to read this. I said, read this, buddy. You'll mess it up. Okay? So I want to share this with you. So this week, I was really studying through Hebrews, if you got your Bibles, chapter 10, 11, and 12. We're going to get to 12. And I start with what I see is about this. We're talking about faith. And what I see is this. Faith is better caught than taught. Let me explain that. When we catch that faith. Now, we're trying to teach about it, right? Reading the word of God. But I'm kind of playing on words. But we need to catch it. We need to see the action. You just don't need to hear about it all the time. But you need to grab hold of that. And so when I look at this, I said the best way to learn about faith is to see it in action. Think about this for just a minute. There's probably at least one person in your life that you look back over their life. Maybe it's your grandma, maybe it's your wife, your husband, whoever. That you said, man, I've seen them stick to the faith when things were rough. Can you picture that person? Why is it like that? I, I tell you one reason I know it is because they've invested in the things of the Lord. They've taken time to make it a priority. I want to tell you something about getting started. And I'll probably say this. I heard somebody say the other day, you will never start without commitment and you'll never finish without consistency. That's a good word right there. You'll never start without commitment and you'll never finish without consistency. Hey, you don't lose 20 pounds all at once. It's a little at a time. You don't save $1,000 all at once. Not in my house. It's over the time, right? So whatever we're doing, realize this, that, that God is willing to work with us each day. And, and I had a few things in here I wanted to share as we go through. As we walk through chapter 11, we start looking about the hall of faith, so to speak. It reminds us of those faithful servants that the Lord puts, puts in places. And we look back through his word to inspire us, those that remain faithfully on the journey with Christ. I don't know about you guys, I get encouraged and inspired when I read the word of God. When I look and say, Lord, I don't know where I fit in this picture. And I start reading the word of God and I look at different men and women that God used in the Bible. And I go, "Woo, they was messed up as I was. Or maybe even that I am at times. But through the grace of God and the consistency of me seeking the Lord, Holy Spirit is working in my life and in your life to draw us closer to be more like Christ in our actions, in our doing, in our giving. And that should be encouraging to us. I put it this way. I said faith is the spiritual glue that, that, that brings substance to the blessing that's not seen yet. You guys heard this many times, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith enables us to see the future as present and the unseen as seen. It starts to bring it into focus. It opens our eyes to the work of God in our life. I heard an example the other day. I want to share this with you. God was talking about faith. He says, faith is a bobble. It's like a bobble on your fishing line. It's the bobble that sits on top of the water. With our eyes, we can't see what's going on under the surface. But when that bobble goes down under the water, we know that we've hooked a fish. Have you ever thought about that? I always like the descriptions that we can see. I'm a, a see it type guy. And it goes on here and it says, see, faith is like that Bible. It alerts us to what's going on at the other end of the line that we can't even see. But we know that there's something working there. Faith is the Bible that ties us to the work of God. Next time you all fishing, you say, man, I'm praising the Lord, right? Think about that. 
There's a lot of things in our life. Maybe we're praying for our children. Maybe we're praying for our spouse. Maybe we're praying about a job, whatever it is. We don't see it. We put it out there. We don't see it right now. But God's working it. God's churning it. How long has some of us prayed for some of our loved ones? I was talking to my cousin the other day on the Chapman side. And uh, he said, man, you remember when granddad and grandma used to pray so much? Y'all have heard me say that. I've never seen anybody to this day pray as much as my granddad. And I believe that I have been blessed in, in things that I see every day in my life from the prayers of my family that's gone before us. How often do you pray for your family? How often do you pray for your kids? Think about that. You only want the best for them. You want them to grow and you want them to see and you want them to be able to rely on the things of God. Not just running the race like the world, but running the race that is running for that prize like the Lord tells us to. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But as we grow through that, I pray that we, we continue to, to look at that. And, and I believe that faith is really the plumb line to the blessings of God. And as we roll into this chapter, we get to see that, that it is a race. It is a journey. We can't quit. Don't give up. I know things get tough. I know things, we get different reports. I know things that, 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 that don't go the way that we had planned. Many times in our life, I, I know in my marriage, we go, we, we, that's not a part of our plan. Do people make some plans? Do y'all make some plans sometimes? It's good to plan. But guess what? Sometimes them plans will get shuffled in ways that you never knew were coming. Sometimes they're very hurtful. Sometimes it's very difficult. But realize this, that when we take our plans and lay them and put it across, say, Lord, I just want what you want. I just want what you want. I know I don't understand things this side of heaven many times. I don't. But I tell you what, when we trust in the Lord, we can continue to press forward. Got our scripture here today. It's Hebrews 12, 1. And we're going to be going through that. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. As a believer in Jesus Christ, we, you run that race. You, it's, a, it's a race of a lifetime. And it should dominate our mind and occupy every waking moment. Does that do that in your life? If not, I pray that God cultivates it more and more as we go through the message so that it will become on the forefront, till it becomes the central focus of our existence. Think about that. Most of the time, we think about who? Me. We think about ourselves, don't we? Boy, when I get this, I'm going to do this. And when I get to here, I'm going to do this. I tell you what, I have heard so many times. The guys I work with, I've worked with a lot of guys for 20 years, 25 years, 35 years. Some of them have already retired. And sometimes, I don't know about this. Y'all ever dealt with this? When people get about a year out from retirement, they just get crazy. They get silly. I didn't know if I was going to come in today or not, but I thought I would because I could leave any time. I've heard that a million and eight times. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I can't wait till it's me. How long you got? I said, I don't know till the Lord calls me home. I'm going to just keep on going. You know what? Because I will tell you, this God knows exactly where we are. You know, God knows exactly where we are. He's got the plan. But I'm going to tell you what, you think about that as we walk through that. Oh, man. Now, I thought if we kept our eyes on running the race. See, see I don't even know. I'll call it graduating. 
If y'all ever hear me talk sometimes and somebody passed away and they knew the Lord, I said they graduated. They went from here to glory. That's something else. So I'm going to tell you what. Are we running that race on that day that God was saying, well done, good and faithful servant. We know that our sin has already been taken care of on the cross. It's because of what Jesus Christ did plus nothing. It's by our faith in the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord, that we can go forward and run this race with great intensity, even when you don't feel like it, even when you're tired, even when you got some aches and pains. Anybody got any aches and pains in here? Side, 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 side. You know what? Yeah, we do. But you know what? Guess what? One day for the believer, we're not going to have them aches and pains no more. I'm not going to be dragging his foot no more. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be running to the throne. I want to say, man, Jesus, I just want to, I want to hug you. Because how many people know I'm a hugger? <laughs> if I didn't get you on the way in, I'd get you on the way out. I just love people. I just love people. You know, sometimes it, it, it's amazing. When, when my dad passed away years ago, I saw a buddy of mine, dad. I had people tell me all types of things, and, and you know, I appreciate it. I had people say, I'm so sorry, and everything else. But my buddy's dad said, son, come here. I said, yeah, what's up? And he just hugged me. I cried like a baby. He said, look, it's going to be all right. I'm here. Not your daddy, but I do anything I can for you. Sometimes you need a Jesus with skin on him. Sometimes you need somebody to hug you. Let me tell you what. God is good all the time. And I'm going to tell you what, God will send people into your life. Maybe they don't hug you physically, but maybe it's with a compliment. Maybe if it's with some encouragement. Maybe it says, you know what, it's going to be a better day. How many people could use a better day at times? All right. Well, we're going to be talking about running our race. Let's start with run. We're going to break it down a little bit. How many people like to run? <laughs> I'm in the right place. I don't like running either. Now, I'll tell you what, you get a good buffet, I might get, I might get a trot going on. <laughs> Karen cake! Karen cake! Yeah, I'm sorry about that, ma'am. Let me get... <laughs> but running that race. But when we run, we should run to win. Spiritually speaking, think of that. How do we run, man? Let me say it this way. You don't run a race to come at last. You don't just go through the motions. But what happens is sometimes in our spiritual thing, we just say, man, I guess I'll go to church. Man, I just, start, just, just like you like, I don't know, you, you know those mashed potatoes you put in a bowl and it starts going like when it starts heating up, they're just going. <laughs> like that. Here you go. Well, I guess I'll go to church. I think I'm going, praise the Lord. That ain't in the notes. So anyway, I'm just saying, you know, we just get so lazy. What about that? Y'all got mashed potato faith and y'all, hold on. I'm going, to hear, I'm going to get some letters on that one. Anyway, run that race man, with great exuberance. Think about that. Are you ready? Are you getting down? Man, I'm going to hit it hard today. I'm going to hit it hard today for the Lord. Let me remind us of this. We do not work our way to heaven. We go to heaven through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm going to tell you what, that ought to energize our race. That ought to energize our run. Because I'm going to tell you what, I want to finish big. And look at that. I want to impact more lives every day. How about y'all? Look at this verse right here. Let's take a look at this. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you, do you not know that in a race all the runners 
run, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way as to take the prize. Now look at this. When we're running, are we looking at everybody else? I thought about this, and I thought about my sister. Now we were always, you wouldn't tell about my figure nowadays, but we were always pretty athletic folks. My sister was a gym teacher. She still teaches gymnastics, uh, does, uh, you know, workout stuff, physical therapy, all this stuff and all this stuff. And so when we were coming up, I was the guinea pig. How many people remember Gumby? That's who I was to my sister. Here, you just need to go like this. And you need to. I'm like, easy. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many times I'd have to catch a ball before we go in to eat? Mom said it's time to eat. We'll be right in. He's got 10 more. He's got to catch. Go, go. Nine, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. <laughs> we got to start over again. I ate some cold mashed potatoes. But I'm going to tell you what. We kept sticking to this stuff. Let's go back to this. Run in such a way as to take the prize. Now look, it says, but only one receives the prize. He didn't say only one's going to receive the prize and, and the praise of the Lord. It says, run in such a way as to take the prize. I want you to see that. Run that race. Run your life right now in a way that you want that prize. Do you think about that? Do you think about when you're going to come in there and see the face of the Lord? I can tell you this, like I said many times, I've sat on the side of bed with people getting ready to graduate. I have not had anybody say, woo, bring me my trophies. Oh, man, I tell you, if I felt a little bit better, I'd work overtime. I hadn't heard that. What we often find and what we often see, and I know in my life, man, I, I, Lord, I, I, I probably should have stuck to the stuff a little bit better here. Aren't you glad that God is in the forgiveness business? Now, I pray everybody in here, God gives us another 24 hours. We don't know what's going to happen. How are you going to use them? How are you going to use them? You don't know if you got all today or you got 25 years. Invest them well. Run with your eyes on the prize. Uh, is anybody getting encouraged today or is it just me? Look at this. You have been chosen for the race. You have been chosen for this race. It's not by mistake. You don't get the sideline, work on the sidelines. See, so many times we want to sit on the sidelines of life. Have you ever felt like that? I just don't want to play no more. The seasons of our life that we just get wore down, just overdone, and we go, I, I just don't want to play no more. I'm tired. I'm tired. You know what? We can rest in the Lord and keep moving. You have been chosen for that race. I had a little something I wanted to share a little bit. I said, in this race, Almighty God has, has picked us out. To run this, especially for us. He has chosen you to race this race of a lifetime. God handpicked you to run, to strive for excellence. Look at this. I still think about that. I, I, that's why I have my notes. Don't forget about my sister, boy. Run, run, run. Dive. It's going to take time. But we don't know how much time we got. How are you investing your day today? How are you running your race? Can you imagine? Heard a guy say this one time and it just really turned over in my heart. That maybe you might be on your deathbed. Can you imagine all the dreams that God had planted in your heart? And your dream said, look, we came to you to make these a reality. And you're wasting them all away. And now we're going to die with you. Never becoming a reality. Dying as a dream. Boy, that really resonated with me. 
I don't want to leave any dreams behind. I want to leave footprints to the cross behind so people could see who I serve. How about you? That's the way I want to run this thing. If I have to hobble, skip, jump, whatever. But you know what? I'll say like I said earlier. Without commitment, you never get started. And without consistency, you never finish. Heard a guy say you fall down seven times, get up eight. Keep going. Keep pressing to the mark. Because I'm going to tell you what. We need to do it. Let's take a look at this here. Philippians 3.14. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling. I think we get mixed up sometimes that we run from it instead of run to it. But I know one thing. I want to keep on rolling with it. Now, how many know that this verse right here happens to be a very, very dear verse to me and my family? Most people know that, right? The last thing my dad told me before he passed on, he said, press on. This was, this was his verse. If you look on Thomas's license plate, it says press on. If you look at the bottom of, of every email he sends out, it says press on. See, that's Paul Paul taking that and investing in the next generation. Keep pressing on, son. Keep pressing on. You're going to make it. You keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep pressing on. Now, I'll tell you what. Isn't it funny how God will work in things? I don't think I shared this with you. I think I shared it at Bible study the other night. After mom passed away on the 22nd of December, got back to work. I hadn't seen a lot of guys, and they didn't even, some of the guys didn't know mom passed and everything else. I got back, and I saw a friend of mine, and uh, how, was your, how was your holiday and everything else? And said, good. I said, I do this sometimes with people, and out of the blue, I just said, man, tell me something good. What's God showing you today? He said, he a real formal guy. He goes, hmm. Press on. I said, what, what did you say? He said, press on. He said, I don't even know why I said that. I thought, whew, you have no idea what you just said to me. And I went through that. I said, see, that, that's what my dad told me. See, today when I went back to work, you know, that day when I went back to work, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of things going on. You know, you hadn't been sleeping, you hadn't been dealing with this, you're doing this, you know, you, you're taking care of all these things. And out of all the things, out of all the things in the world that guy could have said, I believe that the Lord whispered to his spirit and said, press on. Wow. See, it's the little things. Me and Maria talked about those little God winks. You can take it any way you want, but all I know is that encouraged me. What is it that God's whispering into your life? What is it that God's trying to get to you? I'm going to tell you what, run that race. Everybody feel like running now? You might not have to do it physically, but I want to encourage you spiritually to run your way, race. Let's go with the you. How about uniqueness? Mm-mm-mm. The race is unique to you. You ever thought about that? It has been marked out especially for you. Like the orange cones on the road that indicate the path of a long distance race. God has marked out a race distinctive for you that will take you on an adventure. Whew. This life's an adventure sometimes, isn't it? And I can tell you what, if you make some poor choices, it'll really take you on an adventure one. While the destination is the same for every believer, God might choose to take us a different route. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about how God uses us along the way. There's one way, it's a straight way, and there's one way to heaven. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. 
But I'm going to tell you what, you're not going to get there any other way. But in this life and in this, this race, there might be some uniqueness. I can guarantee you, like I said many times, mama never thought her baby boy was going to be a preacher. Mickey's praying this morning. I'm sitting behind that microphone. Thinking about how many nights we played in these clubs, how much smoke and stuff we inhaled and everything else, all that. And I hear my brother's heart open up to the Lord. Man, I'm almost crying over there. Y'all think I got something in my eye? No, God's showing me. I'm working. I'm working. I think, man, that's my boy right there. Listen to him. Listen to him. Open his heart and pray for the congregation and pray for folks and, and share his heart and the burden he has for people to know Jesus. God planted that there. I got more marinating hours in with that guy side by side sweating, playing, everything. We weren't talking about Jesus. We were checking the bottom line. How much is the band making? What's the next gig? Where are we going? Well, everything else. And now God has replaced that in our heart because you know what? We had a unique race just like you did. But God didn't give up on us. And we ain't quitting, are we, brother? We're going to keep on going. The race is unique to you. The reason I bring that up, so many times I talk to people and they think, God couldn't use me. Oh, yes, he can. The question is, will you let God use you? That's the big question. Can I get a yes? Will y'all let him use you? Let me tell you what. You might not think God's using you. God uses each one of you here to encourage me. I can tell you that. Not just me, but the folks beside you and the folks at your work, in your family, everything else. Look at this. I said the race is both a contest and a conflict. Somebody say amen there. It's on. It is on. This is no ordinary race. Mm -mm -mm. Got a little something here I, I wrote down from my notes. It said the, the word for race is agon. A-G-O-N. The Greek word for that. Right? From which we get our word agony. Wow. Y'all remember that? Do you remember that commercial? The guy skiing? Don't, 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 don't. And the guy just spins out of control. Somebody my age, please tell me they saw that. Agony of defeat. That's what it was. That guy just, woo, yeah, 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 man. I mean, the guy's skiing on this, so he's getting ready for the Olympics or whatever, and things go bad. He looks like a human helicopter. Amazing. See, sometimes in life, that's us. It might not be physically. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's spiritually. Sometimes we just go, man, there's a conflict. There's a conflict, let's be, let's be honest about it, between this thing right here and this stuff right here. Right? You tend to, if you're not careful, all of us, tend to go to the easy way. We can't tend to, to lean into what our flesh likes, right? It's crazy. It's just like, if, like, like my foot's been hurting, right? So I walk different. Guess what? Now my back hurts. Now my other foot hurts. I know people think I'm drinking. I'll be somewhere like that, standing like that, and I'm going like that. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like this. There's, this, this old body brings forth some conflict sometimes. We got to say, no, I'm going to keep on pressing to the mark. It's unique. I might not go through what you go through or she goes through. You might not go through what I go through, but I can be compassionate about what you're dealing with. I can try to be encouraging about that. I don't know, but in my 55 years of living, I, didn't, I don't really ever need anybody when I'm down to just go, excuse me, let me kick you a little bit more, see if that helps. 
And there's a difference between a hand up than a hand out. I think we all could use a hand up. Could you just find one good thing to say? Just one good thing. Let's work with one good thing. How about that? Oh, my goodness. Look at this. The race is full of obstacles, isn't it? Oh, man. I'm going to tell you what just popped in my mind. I just went back to I was about seven years old. I must have been about eight. Because it was a 73 Pinto, if I'm, not, if I'm not wrong on my years there. My buddy's dad had a blue Pinto. And see, in our neighborhood, you parked on the street most of them. We had, you know, had a gravel driveway. That's where mama parked. <laughs> and the guys parked their car in the street, right? Got to get an amen. So we had this great idea. I should say he had a great idea, and I was not thinking things through. He had this rope, Donnie, like this. Look like a tow truck, about this thing. And he tied it off to the door handle, and he pulled it back like this. He said, this is going to be awesome. He said, get back there on your bicycle and ride as fast as you can, and it'll be like you, just, you, you come across the finish line, and I'll let go. That liar. <laughs> you, lied, you know he lied. I got down there. I saw my friend Robbie. He looked like he was about that big. I said, come on. I'm riding that bike. My Mr. Spider bike, buzz bike. You know, we got a Western Flyer down there. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Oh, I'm seeing him now. Hey, I go, whoo, I'm going to win. And Robbie said, yeek. And I went, boom, head on the concrete. This might be something that's coming true. Y'all understand what's happening. And I didn't see anything, but I heard this blood-curdling scream. Some of it was me, but most of it was the lady across the street. She goes, you killed him! They said I was wandering out in the street. Everything like that. And my buddy's dad come out there, and I knew it was him, even though I didn't see him, because that's the first time I had ever smelt that much beer in one place. His dad was on the front porch or something drinking, and coming in, hey, you all right? I'm thinking I might need something to drink after that. I don't know what happened. I mean, he just knocked, knocked me out. And I got back up. And finally, man, they're looking, they're putting fingers and everything out there. There were some obstacles in my race. There's some obstacles that you can avoid. And there's some that you don't even see coming. There will be things that happen where that rope comes up and trips you up. But I'm going to tell you what. With the Lord, we can navigate through those things. I think back at different things in my life. I'm sure you guys do too. And I go, man, Lord, how in the world could I make it this far? We had some guys at work, and, and I work with a couple of guys from the neighborhood. And so we start saying, you remember such and such? Yeah, he's in jail. Hey, you remember that guy? <laughs> he got shot. Hey, you, and one of my buddies said, are y'all the last three people that made it out in the neighborhood? I said, no, there's about five of us. <laughs> But they go, wow, that's something else. See, when, when you escape that, you are happy about life. You're excited about life. I refuse to turn the volume down on what God's doing in my life. How about you? Amen. I'm going to tell you, I am thankful. And through all the races and the running and the doing and the obstacles, God can use those obstacles for you to help somebody else over them. Amen? Are you willing God knows the plan from the beginning to the end. Let's look at this. I love this verse, Psalm 39, 16. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. 
You are not going to surprise God with your life. We might surprise ourselves with the life that God pours into us. Does that make sense there? Check that out. You might be surprised what God would do, will do, can do, wants to do in your life. If you just said, Jesus, I'm yours. If we just turn around and say, you know what? I'm tired of running my own race. There's been times that I look back at, on, on, in my life. I wasn't even on the right track. Running, running, running. I don't see nobody. That's because you're out in the wilderness, boy. Get back over here. You saw me before I was born. This is going to help somebody here, somebody listening. You, you, me, us, we are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Man. I don't know about you, but I sure would like to have some whiteout on a couple of chapters of mine. But I got some good news. The Lord has blotted those things out with the blood of Christ. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that our uniqueness can be used in a way to glorify God over and over? I look back to different things and different times when I've had the privilege to talk to people and I think about different street ministry things that we've done and everything else and, and, and how things can change in a blink of an eye. And I remember this one particular guy. He says, I'm just going through a bad spell right now. We were doing street ministry. We go every Saturday and we had a couple of spots down there. We'd hand out bag lunches with a buddy of mine. Matter of fact, your cousin started it. Chris Rice started it. He called it a cup of salvation. Started out with two kids, two teenagers, a burden on his heart to reach people and 12 bag lunches at one stop. In the course of a year, we had over three stops, and we were giving out upwards of 200 lunches a Saturday. But more than that, we were trying to feed people spiritually. And there was a man that come down, and he said, man, I'm just going through a tough time. See, a lot of times what we want to do, we'll look at somebody's life and say, well, you know, we start putting it all in perspective how they should have done this and should have done that and all this. I've told you about a couple guys. I don't believe I've told you about this fellow. This guy was on a construction site, and he was a foreman, and he, he jumped in to help somebody, and he hurt himself. I can't remember the exact injury, but it was enough to put him out of commission for a while. And I don't know all the nuts and bolts of it, but through the company, as time went on, he couldn't rely on them. They finally cut him loose. He still wasn't healed up. Then you got problems with insurance. Then you got problems with money. You see where I'm going with this? Then he had problems with his wife. Then he had problems with his marriage. And then that was done. Then he lost his house and he lost his wife. And next thing you know, the man is on the street. And I'm going to tell you, it didn't take but a few months for all this for a guy working every day, running this portion of the company, to something happen and everything changed. You don't know somebody else's story. A lot of times people say, well, you know, they're doing drugs and this and that. So maybe they are. You don't know what got them to that point. But I'm going to tell you what will get them from that point is Jesus. That guy said, I'm starting to feel better now. I'm doing stuff. You know what? He went from receiving the lunches to giving the lunches, to packing the lunches, to landing the job, to being promoted in the company, to coming back 
in the company truck and hiring the folks that he had been sleeping with in the parking lots and in the abandoned buildings. He never forgot that season of his life. But he didn't quit. He kept looking to the Lord and he kept moving along. It was unique in his, in his, in his situation. I can imagine that that man never thought in all his life. He told me where he lived. It was a prominent area, everything else, all this. He says, I lost it all over this situation. I said, but you don't have to settle for that. To see God fill that man back up and, and pour back into him and to see that man run that race was something that I'll never forget because you know why? He never gave up. Should we? Look at this. I said, winning the race will require great endurance. I know that many of us, but let's just use that guy. And for example, I guarantee you, when he was hurting and all this, it would have been easy for him to say, I'm out. I'm giving up. I don't want to play no more. But God had put something in his heart. Great endurance. You got a choice. We got a choice. We got a choice. Don't quit. I said, you know, it's all about the endurance, the patience. We have to be steadfast if we want to arrive victorious at the finish line. Here's something else. Race has no time out. That's why I say a lot of times I, I, I try to stay going. I try to stay going. I try to stay going because I know the time's going by. Sometimes I can't wait till Sunday gets here so I can share with you guys what the Lord's been showing me. So I just jump on Facebook and share it early, right? Never give up. The race has no timeouts. Think about this. I want you guys to feel the urgency of the life we got here so that we can celebrate the life that we have there. I want to tell you what. On that day, I know we will, from what I see, probably be some things, man, I wish I'd have done that different. The biggest things I see, I don't want to be a stumbling block for anybody else. I don't want to be a stumbling block for anybody else. I want to be the guy that's helping them across. I'm sure there's things in my life that probably are sometimes, you know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you what, there's no time out. That doesn't mean you can't rest in the Lord. But the clock's running. You know my fascination with the, with the hourglasses. That constantly reminds me of, that's gone. Now with that, what it does in my heart is this. Sins are forgiven. That's gone. It's under the blood of Christ. I'm turning from my sin and turning back to the Lord. It's gone. But boy, that enemy will get on your shoulder and try to whisper to it in your ear. God can't use you. And you know what? It starts working on our commitment. My question is, are you committed? Are we committed? Have you made up your mind? Did you make the decision? Did you, did you say, man, what is going on here, Lord? What do you want me to do? I'm going to press in and I'm going to press on. What is that gift, that talent that God's placed in you that he's not placed in anybody else? We got some folks that are woodworkers. Let them use woodworking for the Lord. We got people that sing. We got people that pray. We got people that go. We got people that give. We got people that bake. We got people that, that, that try to help me from killing the flowers in the church. Amen. Thank you, Miss Gracie. She, she's like, stay away from that plan. <laughs> I mean, well, but that's not my gift. But you know what? 
whatever that gift is, would you commit to it? If you don't know what that gift is, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Lord, what is it that you have me to do at this time, this juncture in my life, to be a difference maker? I want to run this race. I don't want to quit. I don't want to give up. I want to keep going. I'm going to tell you what my prayer is. I lead somebody to the Lord on my deathbed. That would be my prayer. That's, what I, that's how I want to go out. But the truth is, we all fail, don't we? We all fail at times. Mm-mm-mm. Here's something. What happens if we fail forward? You look at people, even in the world, if you want to say they've done well, whatever that means to you. They've blown it a few times. They found out what didn't work and kept going to what does work. Let me tell you what works. Seeking Jesus. Following Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Take God at his word. He didn't go halfway to the cross. He didn't go, whoo, can you imagine that? And he just turned off like this. No, he went all the way. He died, he rose, and he sits on the right-hand side of God. He never quit. Why should I? He's my example. He's your example. How much more should I give it all when God gave it all for us? Why? Yeah, we fail. Let me ask you, the folks that God used in the Bible mightily, did they ever fail? Let's just name a couple. How about Moses? Didn't he kill somebody? Oh, what about David? Wasn't he an adulterer? Who else we got? Just name somebody. Paul. He's so bad they had to change his name from Saul to Paul. Just kidding. But they did change him because he's got a new nature. Think about that. The guy, Paul, that was holding the coats of folks to stone people like Stephen, giving the command, the nod, to kill other Christians, begging them to go to the, to the, the upper folks in the church, if you will, right? The Pharisees, hey man, give me a note. Tell me, tell me, tell me I, I'm legally could go out here. I'll pull every Christian out of the house. That's what he was doing. And God met him on that road to Damascus and transformed that boy's life. Wrote over half the New Testament. Man, I get excited when I see God change somebody's life. How about you? I do. You know who I really get excited about God changing life? The guy in the mirror. I go, oh, Lord, I am so grateful. That's not big-headed. That's just, I can't believe it sometimes. I'm just going, God, you're so good to me. Well, Mr. Charlie, you say better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. I think we all could see that. But God says, you know what? You're worth it. I'm not quitting. Yeah, we fail. We fall. Get up. Look at this here. Bringing it on home. Everybody doing good? Hebrews 12, 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us fix our eyes. See, we need our eyes fixed. We get our eyes fixed, it'll help fix our heart. Getting our eyes on Jesus. What does it say? The author and perfecter of our faith. Trust him. He'll work it out. 
Well, how's this going to work? How's this going to go? You know what? The older I get, I don't need to know all the pieces of the puzzle. How about y'all? I don't need to know how they're going to fix my transmission. I just want it fixed or whatever it may be. I don't need to know how they're going to take the wheel off and fix the tire and how much air goes in and everything else. I'm just trusting if I go to Robert, he's going to plug it. It's going to be okay. Now, take that same mentality and just say, Jesus said it. I believe it. Have you got to that point in your life? Do you believe? Do you believe this? Do you believe this right here? Do you believe this is the inspired word of God? Because, see, that's what we got to get in. And, and, and if he said it, or you to the point, that's what God said. God didn't set me on this earth to change his word. He set me on this earth to obey his word. He wants this to transform me, not me try to change it and transcribe it. Right? So guess what? We need to have that thing open. Don't give up. Fix your eyes on him. He endured. The next time we, me, us, you, think we got it tough, look to the cross. I think that might have been a tough day right there. How about that? Anybody have a pity party? Let's start over here. Anybody ever have a pity party? Huh? Yeah, we can do it. Amen. Appreciate that. Got folks throwing hands. I don't understand. Nobody loves me. Nobody wants me. Oh, all this stuff. I can't believe they didn't like my new haircut. Whatever the case is. You know the difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut? Two weeks. That's all it is. It'll grow back. If not, get a nice hat. It's all good. You get all bent out of shape, boy. Everything. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, everything else. Somebody back into your car now. I'd probably get a little irritated with that. But I'd go, man. Glad I won't stand in there. You know what I mean? They make the metal every week, all the time. We got to get our eyes fixed on Jesus. I love it when I start seeing, again, I want to go back to this. When I see God transforming somebody's life. We had an opportunity to to eat with some friends of ours, and they had uh, a good friend of theirs and a young man. And he said, you know, I, I got saved a couple years ago. And I was talking to him about the Lord. I always know. When God is moving and you're talking about Jesus, I'm just telling you one of the things I see. They start staring through you because they ain't looking at me no more. He goes, yeah, tell me about that. And I'm starting talking about Jesus, everything. He said, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's getting excited about Jesus. See, that's the Holy Spirit talking through us and allowing this man right here to say, hey, you know what? I got a shot at this thing. That's right. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times we can beat ourselves. How many know we can beat ourselves up better than anybody else? You know that spot. Boom, there you go, buddy. Oh, don't do that. Don't step on my toe. Right? Boom, you do it yourself. But man, what would happen if we fixed our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith? Mm. Look at the last part right there. And he sat down at the right hand throne of God. Why do you reckon he sat down? Because it's finished. He is interceding for you and me. Somebody ought to say Hallelujah. When that devil said, well, there goes buddy again. He said, come by the blood. Right? Think about that. How do we move forward in this race? We just keep on trusting God, don't we? Look at this. I had a few things I wanted to share as we bring this to a close. I'll say it like this. Reach up with prayer and praise. Reach in with faith and commitment. And reach out with love and compassion. See, we need to reach up. 
See, worship is really like this. Upward, inward, outward. I'm going to do that again and see if y'all see what I'm doing. Upward, inward, outward. It's a cross. Think about that. Are we looking up when things in our life are, are crazy? Are we looking up when things in our life are good? How many people praise the Lord when everything's good? I pray we do. How many people want to blame God when the things are bad? A lot of people do. I can't believe it. Where was God? Well, you can't believe it. That's why you got the problem. If you believe he's good all the time, then you'd be praising him all the time. Not minimizing what somebody's going through, please. But I want to maximize what God said he'll do. Therefore, since we've been surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. You ever seen anybody run a, a marathon with some combat boots on? Why would we, why would we shackle ourselves down with past mistakes and everything else and try to run this life and run this race of life that God's given us? You say that don't make any sense. But we do it. We turn around. You say, you ever seen anybody run a race say, okay, on your mark, get set, go, and do this. Looking the other way. How in the world can you move forward? In the race of your lifetime, looking backwards. We do it all the time. Well, you know, and next thing you're over, you're over here. Well, you know, I, I remember that and I should have done this and I should have done that. How about we just stop today and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust the Lord at his word. I'm going to thank the Lord that my sins have been dealt with on the cross. I'm going to receive that. I'm going to share that. I'm going to live that. I'm going to run the race. Somebody say amen. I'm going to move forward and run my race. It's a unique race. It's a race that I'm running to win. And I'm not going to quit. I want to encourage us today. Don't quit. If you feel like, man, I'm just overwhelmed, call somebody here. Encourage somebody there. It doesn't cost a thing to encourage anybody. And I know one thing. I appreciate the encouragement that I get from my church family. Let me tell you what. So many times you can hear what's wrong. Doesn't it change everything, the whole trajectory of your life when you hear something that's right? Let me tell you what's right in your life. Give me a few minutes here. If you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, let me tell you what's right in your life. You're secure in Christ. Your sins have been forgiven. That you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. That there's therefore no condemnation in Christ. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. You say, man, how do you remember that? Because I need it. How about you? I've taken time to fill up on that. Because there's days that I look in the mirror and I look at my life and I look at different things. And I have people reminding me how I missed the mark. i got to go with what God says. Not how I feel. Anybody sometimes don't feel saved? What does it feel like to be saved? Well, I'd say free. I'd say peace. I'd say loved. God has made a way for each one of us. Run the race, man. When you leave here today, make up your mind. I'm going to run that race. What's today? The 19th? 19th. What commitment did you make in your life on January 1st that we need to tighten up? Just saying. 
Were you going to go to Bible study and then you know, next week you didn't make it or whatever? I'm not picking. I'm just saying. Let's, let's, let's shuffle it around. Were we going we, we to do our devotion? Were we going to do this or whatever the case is? I want to encourage you. Today's a new day, a fresh start. Let's just start again. You know God will let you start again and again and again and again. Aren't you glad? Had a friend of mine had a ministry that's called Start Again. I said, I like that. Because in their life, they had so many misfortunes, bad situations, poor responses. But what they saw was this, that God was faithful, that he never gave up. So they decided to jump over with Jesus and said, I'm not giving up either. Friends today, run your race. Be encouraged. Encourage somebody else. I just feel like i got to give you guys some more encouragement on this thing. Look, God knew every hair, knows every hair on your head. He knew your life. We read it a minute ago. What is it, Psalm 139? He says, I, I, knew, I knew about you a long time ago from the very beginning. I'm going to work in your life. I'm going to use you. Don't, let, don't buy the lie of the enemy that you're too old, you're, you're too this, you're too that. Only if you had this. Only if you, you got Jesus. That levels the playing field right there. That ought to encourage us. I'm going to tell you what. When I think I can't do something, I say, thank you, Lord, that I got the mind of Christ, Lord. Thank you. Lord, you know, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't, and, and, and I start, if I'm not careful, I'll start looking at all the things I don't have. Anybody ever look at the things I don't have? I'm going to tell you what the Lord has really shown me like this. Look at what you do have. If you got him, you've got it all. Because I'm going to tell you what. Did a many a funeral... They ain't stacking a whole lot of stuff in the box with people these days. Every now and then they stack a few things in there. Put some chewing tobacco in with my dad. I don't think he's going to need it, though. But think about this. This is a shell that we use while we're here. This is temporary. And look how hard we work to try to keep it right. I think we should take care of this temple. But how much more should we be magnifying God so that God will be magnified through us in the things of the Spirit. Be encouraged today. Run that race. Keep your eye on the prize, and let's give God the praise. Somebody say amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Lord, we thank you for today. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, that we know that when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, Lord, that we have life and eternity. Father, that you loved us so much that Jesus willingly came and lived a life without sin in order to purchase us out of our sin debt. We couldn't do it. Only the perfect sacrifice of Christ. And because of his sacrifice, because of his shed blood on the cross, and, and because he, he, he died and he rose by us putting our faith and trust in that good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ and nothing else, we can be assured that we are secure in him. That doesn't mean live any way you want. It means live the best for him. What do we say? Fall down seven, get up eight. Lord, thank you that you never leave us and forsake us. If you're here today, you're listening to this, whether it's today, next week, next year, listen to what I say. While we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. You don't have to clean up. You just got to look up and ask the Lord to come into your life. 
I say it every week. I'm not talking about mumbling words. I'm not talking about checking a box. I'm talking about doing business with God and said, Lord, please forgive me of my sin. I know there's sin in my life. Lord, we sin because we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Lord, help me today. I believe you're the son of God. I believe that you came and died in my place. Lord, today I receive that. Lord, help me to walk it out. Help me to run my race that glorifies you and honors you. And today, Lord, I pray that many will come to the saving knowledge of your son, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. If you guys have any questions, drop us a line. We love you. Share the message. Have a great day. Amen.